<laughs> All right. Welcome back to the unnamed podcast. Semi-named podcast. Semi-named. We'll, we'll figure that one out in the coming weeks. But uh, I'm Josh Blaze, and this is my co-host. Thomas Harrington. And welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about 26 lessons that we've learned over the past 26 years of life because both of us are April babies and we're turning 26 in, for me, uh, two or three days. I don't even know what day it is right now. And Thomas is at the end of the month, so we figured we would talk about that. We'll do this show in probably two episodes because there's 26 things and uh, we want to hit them a little bit deeper than just going over a list of notes so we're gonna have a deep little conversation about each and every one and then we'll we'll go from there so i guess i'll start us off and we're just gonna kind of spitball yeah mind if i mind if i jump in and just add that uh i guess the premise of these is uh it's things we've learned about well life mindset kind of the main topic of here but uh business and entrepreneurship specifically right um uh, for all of you who listened to our intro episode, which I'm sure you did, trusting that that uh, you know we're, it, this is roughly about a five year anniversary of when we first started our first business ish. So uh, it kind of ties into uh, the birthday as well, and you know we kind of wanted to launch this off. Like these are some really good topics, and we'll probably elaborate more on these in the future. But I'll hand it back over to Josh. Yeah, I'll just add that pretty much each and every one of these topics could have its own show and we could go for probably each of these could be it. like a four hour Joe Rogan style show. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play that by ear. We're only allowed eight hours on this current streaming method. So, I mean, we might need to. Yeah, exactly. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll fire us off and, uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of, we'll have a conversation about it. So number one for me, I think is constantly learning is the only way. You can't sit back and stop learning ever. The world's consistently changing and it's moving quicker and quicker. And if you aren't learning, you're going to be left behind. If you're in a place of comfort, you're going to be pushed out of that, whether it be tomorrow or five years down the road or whatever. Something's going to happen that's going to force you to have to learn and to potentially change careers, potentially um, change lifestyles, who knows what it is. But at the end of the day, the world's moving so quickly now that you have to consistently learn. Learning doesn't end once you get out of university. It's just beginning. So I guess that's kind of my first point that I had made. Um, do you have anything to add to that, I guess? Well, yeah, I think the it boils down to uh, you're not done or you're never done. You'll never have a day where you're like, okay, I am now my finished product. That is me. I can now go be a good person, do things, be successful. It it, it doesn't end. It's kind of a one day at a time thing. And I, I think, uh, yeah, it's, you know, assuming you go to university right after high school, in theory, you're graduating 21, 22, like you're, you know, it, for for our generation you're probably about a quarter of the way through your life like it seems crazy to spend three quarters just shutting your brain off right so oh, uh, and 
for that, I would also say uh, a lot of self-taught lessons, which is something you'll learn about me and Josh were kind of the school of hard knocks type, but uh, I find you learn infinitely more from those than like a textbook or anything too, right? So it's it's almost more useful knowledge, uh, you know, and most people will be like, oh, I, I don't even use my degree knowledge or, you know, think how many filler elective courses you, you had to take too, right? Oh, I mean, I've spoken to so many people that have a degree in X and are doing Z. Which is also both of us, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I'll also add that, I mean, the best in, in my area of, I guess my, my business expertise now, the best programmers are all self-taught. Like these big tech companies now are not asking for university degrees. They're asking for merit. They're asking for what can you actually do? So Google's not requiring a university degree anymore. Facebook doesn't require a university degree anymore. It's more based on what you can do. And are you willing to continually learn in the space? Because specifically technology is shifting so quickly that it just like you do something yesterday, two days, like tomorrow, it's completely different. So you just have to be continually on your toes and continually moving towards more knowledge, always reading, always listening, always watching. And I think that that's one of the biggest points that I had on this list of things it's one of my biggest points for sure. No, that, that's good to start off. Um, Most definitely. So uh, lesson number two is fail your way to success. So uh, failure is something that's very inevitable, especially if you're going to go uh, more the hardcore route, such as us, of starting some kind of company. Um, and part of that is knowing you know, when to persevere, when to call it quits, you know, fail fast, fail hard, get up, rub some dirt on it, move on. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is all things can be recovered from. And, you know, if you're someone who's roughly our age, you're young, you're listening to us, like if you go all in on something and it goes under, like you can recover, right? If you're 40 years old with three kids, you know, maybe the story is a little different, but, uh, for young people, you know, there's no real reason not to, and you can always come back. Now, uh, part of that too is, you know, if you're, if you go all in on, you know, most people will probably go all, all in on three to five things in their life, like really big projects. And you really only need one to work, right? Oh, and yes, you're, you're <laughs> laughing, right? Like to really work. And you know, if one works, uh, number two, you know, does okay ish, like, that's pretty successful, right? And you know, uh, I'm going to talk about two real quick. And, you know, I think Josh and I are going to put it together a recommended reading list on our website to accompany this blog. But, uh, you know, Josh mentions uh, James Altucher here, right? Mm -hmm. um, for his book, Choose Yourself, where he started around 60 companies and had basically five that went big. And he's worth many, many millions of dollars, right? Oh, uh, and number two is probably one of my favorite books and it's from Scott Adams, which is uh, the creator of Dilbert. If you guys remember those comics or the weird late night cartoon when we were kids, <laughs> but, uh, and his is uh, out of fail at almost everything and still win big. Right. So, mm -hmm. and you know, I kind of put these two notes together just because they, they um, really tie together failing your way to success and constantly learning. Right. Like 
you'll have about a zillion micro failures, honestly, every day, every week. <laughs> and it's about learning from those and constantly uh, moving forward. Right. And, you know, it, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's it. And, you know, little failures like trying out a new, I mean, this is something we're working on is like a new Facebook ad. It doesn't work. You're out 25 bucks. Oh, well, we're not, you know, not every little failure or rejection or thing that doesn't work out. It's not going to be declaring bankruptcy like every day. Right. So <laughs> it's not that bad. So if you want to, I don't know if you want to add to that. Well, I mean, we live in a very, like we live in a first world country. So absolute failure, there's still safety nets there. So, I mean, if you have to move back in with your parents or something or whatever it may be, there's, there's always kind of like a safety net there. I mean, at the end of the day, you, it ties into our first point. You're never done. So even if you fail at the age of 40 and you're back to square one, you got to keep going and you will find success as long as you're continually to work towards it. There's a, a tenant in which the people that fail the most are the people that are the most successful. So you approach the most sales prospects and you get shut down the most, you're going to be the most successful salesperson at your company. I mean, if you, <laughs> let's, let's talk about dating for a second. If you approach the most girls, you're probably going to have the best relationship life because <laughs> you, you failed the most out of all your friends. Mm -hmm. type of thing. So yeah. it, it's kind of, you have to continually push for um, failures. And the more that you fail, the more successful you're going to be at the end of the day. So, and you can't be afraid of it because everybody fails. You can't go through life not failing. And our school system in where you have like a pass or fail type thing, like it instills this kind of fear of failing into us. And it's not necessarily the best thing. I mean, I, I could talk about that probably all day long, but the fear of failure is something that you gotta, you gotta push to the back burner and maybe have it whisper in your ear, but it should never be guiding your uh, decision-making, I suppose. No, that's uh, good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. You have anything to add to that or we'll move to the next point? No, I think that's uh, that's probably enough for, for this point. I think we have a lot to say about this, especially with our experience with uh, mm. Veritas Realty, which is a name I think is going to come up a lot in this. So, um, you know, key, I would say uh, keep your eyes out for, for that one. I, I think that'd be really good. We'll uh, definitely do a, full, get a full show on that one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, I have push for pain. So comfort is a killer. It's a killer of dreams and what your ultimate potential can be. So when you look for pain points in everything that you do, you're going to find uh, your success. So that's kind of, we were mulling over the name of the podcast, The Hard Road. Choosing the, the hard path in life is generally the best way to go. Choosing what's easy, choosing to stay in bed till 1 p.m. in the afternoon or whatever it is, it's not going to push you further in life. So, and if you push for pain, you also know what other people's pain points are. So you're going to be able to help people with their own pain points. Perhaps you solved an issue for your own self and you, you figure out a pain point that a million other people have. If you're, if you're able to figure out a way to solve that for yourself and then tell people how to fix it for them, you're going to be successful. You're going to get rich probably <laughs> to be honest with you. And 
you want to continually go outside of what you know. So getting outside of your comfort zone, I mean, it's such a cliche, but you want to continually do that. You want to continually try new places. You want to continually try new things, try new interests, whatever it may be, but getting outside of your comfort zone is absolutely significant in finding what your passions are in life. And you're going to be laughing once you find those. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, yeah, the, something that I thought of was, uh, for me specific to real estate, talking to other agents and what, you know, when we talk about goals and what they want to accomplish, whether it's transaction or mm-hmm. volume or whatever, um, you know, a lot of people, and this is probably every industry and business, but you know, they're always like, Oh, you know, I don't want to make that much. I just want to be comfortable. Well, Mm -hmm. there's pretty much no such thing as that because if you want to kick back and make X amount of dollars, like it, it, it's a never that easy. You're going to have challenges and pain points. And you know, if you're not pushing and succeeding, like you, you probably almost always will. It's always harder than you think it is. Right. So if, if you're expecting, uh, a cakewalk and your goal is I want to have a comfortable cakewalk, you're not going <laughs> to go anywhere. Right. Um, and yeah, for, you know, solving pain for others, that that's kind of, you know, why, especially now when we look at a lot of, uh, companies that are succeeding, like, uh, food delivery, uh, ride sharing, whatever, it's all convenience, right? So people want that convenience and, pain points and essentially when you can make something as easy as possible and frictionless for other people whether it's a transaction or what have you no matter the size um you know solving that solution is you should have dollar signs lighting up in your eyes that means there's uh potential there too i mean you don't even have to start the next next uber or anything like if you have a health issue or something or if you have something that you've struggled with and you overcame in your life, there's going to be other people out there that have had similar experiences. And Mm -hmm. if you bring something together for them and show them how you overcame, whatever it may be, there you go. There you go. Well, I would even say, you know, there's a meme out there where it's like entrepreneur starter kit and it's like a lawnmower and that's it. Right. So, you know, (laughs) if, if someone has a long, uncut grass or snow on their driveway and you have a shovel or a lawnmower, right? Like you can solve that pain point. Right. And then as for the, uh, comfort thing, I, you know, we have to understand there's, uh, a lot of evolution in human behavior and humans are inherently lazy. We, our bodies, our minds will look for shortcuts. So if you get, you're getting comfortable, you essentially start to look for more shortcuts, keep your, guard down if you will so Mm. it's really about i would say pushing boundaries and that that's in life and i you know if you want to a be successful but b have like an interesting life you need to push yourself right even if you're a more introverted person which i would say i am more so than josh like you you really just need to push that pain and you know more often than not you come back and you, you look at it and you're like happy you did whatever it may be right Nobody wants to pick up the phone, but once you start picking up the phone, that's when things start going good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Actually, yeah, and I would even say, you know, pushing for pain, like, you know, 
don't avoid the hard tasks in your job or whatever right now. Like if you have to, for me, you know, if it's a hard conversation with a client or I need to follow up with someone where, you know, I can't just text or email them. I need to pick up the phone and call them, you know, do that first thing in the day. Don't let yourself do anything else. Right. Mm. And, you know, those hard tasks are the most uh, rewarding because, and that's a very good way to get ahead because all your competitors are going to have, you know, like Josh said, other people have the same pain points. If you're a real estate agent and, you know, you're maybe a little nervous about some follow-up or whatever, every other agent has that same issue minus, you know, the top 1% or whatever. So if you're able to push through, that's how you get ahead of the pack. I mean, podcast over after that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's interesting here is that, uh, you know, our show notes, which I, I think we're going to post a blog to go along with this, but mm. push for pain was actually, we had some of the fewest notes on this topic, but it seems like we're kind of going on this one a lot. So um, <laughs> I don't know, so, uh, something to think about. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, number four is to uh, avoid the trap of comparing yourself to others. So um, sorry, do we do we have Adam looking something up for <laughs> no. right now? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, our uh, ghost producer is uh, chiming in right now. Anyways, no, the last uh, podcast I said absolutely like sixteen times, so he was like, <laughs> "We're, we're going to have compilations of." Uh, have you ever seen the ones of Joe Rogan where he says it's entirely possible? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying anyway, to cut it down today. Yeah, so go ahead. Sorry. So number four is avoid the trap of comparing yourself to others. So I'm going to start this off with a quote, and I might have butchered it. Um, now, this is from Marcus Earlius. I, I can't say his last name. So it's, do not compare yourself to the next man, for you have not, pride, uh, not paid the price that he has. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's very easy to compare yourself to others. And, you know, you don't know what the, you're only seeing the finished product, right? And I would say it's worse now than ever because uh, we live in a world that really pushes you towards doing that just with social media, uh, especially the most popular channels, i.e. Instagram. It's very visual and people are also putting forward kind of their best version of themselves. And faking it too. <laughs> and faking it, right? So yeah. it's either, you know, it's the one the one good day a week they have when the other six are tough, you know, grinding in the mud or, or they're totally faking it too, which is an entirely yeah. different story. Renting but the Lamborghini, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, re renting the, renting the Lamborghini or what have you. So, mm. uh, and you know, for me personally, I think this was something, uh, I kind of, I would say struggled with or caught myself doing a lot where, you know, especially, I mean, real estate agents are the worst and, uh, you know, there's kind of a meme out there. Like, could you imagine if other, you know, uh, Best Buy employees acted like realtors did on social media? And now what I mean is because every time you sell a house or whatever, you're, you're posting it. So like if a Best Buy employee was like, all right, guys, just scan another Xbox controller, right? Like, you'd be like, shut the hell up, man. Like you're just doing your job. But anyways, point being, there's a lot of kind of braggadocia in that uh, business. And you're kind of, again, you're seeing the end product. You don't see, um, all the work that's gone into it, you might not see that person, you know, who's been in the business for 10 years and the first eight years were just terrible and they were barely scraping by and they, they found something that worked. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, keep in mind, we only have the sunny days and it's all about comparing to the person in the mirror. Right. And, and you know, I would say do, like, don't avoid social media. It's inevitable. I think that's a miscalculation. If you're someone 
who's trending towards entrepreneurship. If you're interested in what we have to say, like social is absolutely crucial for your business. So uh, it's understanding how it works. And I would just say being aware. Now, uh, some other notes we have here is just that, you know, success is not a zero sum game. So there's so much abundance uh, around us that everyone can have success. You can all be working towards it. And actually, this ties into one of my later points. So I'll bring it back here. But, uh, you know, it don't get mad, don't get upset at seeing others do well, because there's no reason you and them can't mm-hmm. succeed, right? And, you know, th- their path can and most likely will be different than yours, right? Their inputs versus outputs will will be entirely different. So yeah. yeah, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that, Josh. I was just going to say, well, we could probably do an entire episode on social media for sure. But um, the there's that picture and where it's like an iceberg and it's like what you see mm. and like <laughs> what you don't see and the tip of the iceberg is success and everything else is like the struggles that somebody mm. has to go through like you can't compare your chapter zero to somebody's chapter 30 or whatever it may be right i like that, that that's very good yeah and i would even say you know the the iceberg thing you just described you know maybe Maybe this is for people a touch older than us, but uh, if you ever remember, you know, I remember like my dad's office when I was little, uh, there were kind of those inspirational pictures. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about, where it was black border, kind of an inspirational, like a guy climbing like a freaking cliff or something. And then it would be like some inspirational. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, and the, the thing is, is, you know, a lot of these high level concepts and cliches about, life are actually profoundly true. It's just, it's been stripped down um, so much for a convenient 1990s office poster. that (laughs) (laughs) um, The whale tails and it's like teamwork. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, We we need to get, pull up a picture of these shared on our Instagram account or something, but uh, Uh, for sure, (laughs) you know, understanding just how true a lot of those are and kind of developing and learning what those underlying concepts mean, I guess. Does, does that make sense? I, I would say so, yeah. <coughs> okay. Um, you want to move to the next one, I guess? Yeah, let's let's move on. Okay. Uh, number five is singular focus is everything. But that doesn't mean you can't focus on multiple things at once. So personally, I'll give an anecdote here is that when I don't focus on one thing and I have my mind on three or 10 or 50 different things, I realized that I'm not making progress in the things that matter. So the goal is to get to a point where one thing is sustainable with minimal time. But what that takes is a singular focus to get to that point. So one of our favorite books is How to Get Rich by Felix Dennis. And I think there's an entire chapter on this tenet and where he's like, start as many businesses as you want, but only after the first one is successful and then the next one and then the next one. Don't try to start 50 businesses at once or 50 projects at once or whatever it is because you're not going to get anywhere. A man who chases two rabbits catches none. So I think you added here a few oars in the water is a good thing, 
but humans are not multitasking creatures. <laughs> That's pretty much all that has to be said about this, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it, it, you need to know, and people will say they're good multitaskers, like, but humans cannot focus on more than one individual task, right? Mm. At best, you're good at switching back and forth, but there's no individual focus, right? right. So, and, and um, you know, and, and that even comes down to the little things. Like if you're listening to music while you work, like if you're singing along or listening to the guitar riff or whatever, you're not concentrating on your work in that moment. I can't right? even listen to music with lyrics when I'm working. It's all like deep house music or like even classical music. I can't listen to lyrics when I'm working because I'll start like typing the lyrics in my email or something. <laughs> like it, seriously though, like yeah. that's how bad it is that, and you touch on a very good point there. You're very, you could be very good at switching tasks, but there's something called the flow state. And I mean, we'll do another podcast. I mean, we should just make notes on all the yeah, different There's something called flow state and it takes about 20 minutes to actually get into it. And then you can sustain it. But every single time you're looking at your phone or you're uh, switching your song or you're getting hit with an email or something, that's taking your mind out of what actually needs to be done. And you're not going to be as productive as you would be if you were focusing on that one thing, shutting your phone off, um, putting on airplane mode. <laughs> there was this there was this show we were listening to one time in the car with one of my buddies. And <laughs> the guy was a rapper. And he was like, I'm busy, bitch. Airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> So he made like an entire song about that was essentially just, you know what, hit the airplane mode when you're doing things. You're not going to get notifications. It's, there's a hack right there. You don't have to yeah. be uh, worried about uh, things taking your focus away from, from what you should actually be mm -hmm. working towards. And I would even say, so, you know, a lot of uh, these ideas have a micro and a macro, like a macro, how it applies to a general thing and then micro in your day-to-day -day life. So to get back to the macro, when it comes to your business, right, you know, for us, we are both very guilty once, you know, it becomes a little addictive once you start like some sort of independent venture that you have another idea. You're like, okay, well, it's relatively easy for me to start a website and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of put some feelers out there or whatever. And then all of a sudden you have seven companies on the go and they're all effectively making zero dollars in revenue like it <laughs> you really should be getting one thing right you know going all in for a couple of years you know you kind of have to pay that toll before it can even be semi self-sustaining i mean mm -hmm. there's no such thing as passive income but something where it has enough momentum and traction that it then you can w work on something else, right? Well, I mean, you um, can hire a CEO or something if you really talk about it that way. But yeah, I guess, right? Like so. Yeah. So uh, number six is uh, cash is king, right? That is a period at the end of that sentence. You should carry that with you for the rest of your life. And, you know, don't finance your startup on credit cards. I've made that mistake in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'd argue don't finance your startup, period, for what it's worth, uh, unless you have, like, more of a uh, something that requires a lot of seed capital, I guess, which is an entirely different story. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think watching all this kind of, we have a very much like a, as a society, uh, kind of a hard-on for startup Silicon Valley. You oh, know, yeah. we grew up watching Dragon's Den, Shark Tank. Everyone's all about kind of funding, but 
you really should try to retain ownership of your company and self-finance uh, at the start when it when it's some small venture side hustle like you should just be you know grinding it out um which is a ray Qua ray crock quote uh, <laughs> i also like power of broke from damon john i thought that was really good right mm -hmm. so sometimes it really just involves uh rolling up your sleeves right and you know there's a lot of stories out there uh the guy who started under armor maxed out you know 10 grand on his credit card to buy a bunch of athletic t-shirts to go sell to some college football team or whatever the story was. And it worked out very well. But for every one of him, there's hundreds, if not thousands where that didn't work. And then you have to spend a year or two paying down your debt before you can go all in again. Right. So, and same with, you know, remortgaging your home or whatever. So try to avoid credit financing, uh, cash is king kind of in life, you know, paying for something, cash especially these kind of projects uh you know don't count your chickens before they hatch in terms of banking on unplanned revenue like it's very easy to say like let's go real estate specifically and okay i can put a thousand dollars this month into facebook ads if i sell two to three homes that's 12 to 18 grand in gross revenue right like oh that, that's profitable i'll do that all day like don't use future unearned profits to justify financing something right yeah uh, and then this actually works well with the singular focus of parlaying one success into another I was just uh, in, say that, yeah. in, in terms of <laughs> not only do you need your focus to be you know on one thing at a time but you need to have the money from one venture to go on to the next right mm -hmm. so yeah uh i don't know do, do you you probably want to add to that a little bit, I think. There's a there's a Jack Ma quote who, for those of you who don't know, is the founder of Alibaba. And I think it goes, we had no money. We had no something else. And that's why we succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> but, but essentially, having no money in a startup scenario makes you creative. You have to be creative. You have to figure out ways to market. You have to look at how are you going to get the word out there? And you do things more creatively than you would if you had a bunch of ad dollars that you can just throw at some marketing agency to create advertisements for you. So that's a huge thing. I mean, we could call this cash is king, but we could also call this, I mean, like a dozen other titles for sure too. Like, I mean, you, you need that money. You don't want to go in debt into debt to fun to start up but the creativity that comes with it is almost like i mean it's essentially limitless that comes from it so it's it's it's, it's a good situation to be in where you're kind of you're towing the line of like broke and successful to get to that <laughs> to get to that <laughs> successful and you have to be creative to get there yeah i mean that's go. even the story of our lives so far <laughs> in a few ways, really, right? So, Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, and there's other ways to get money, too. Like, you can approach friends and family and stuff. Like, we can go into, like, a whole – we'll do a funding podcast, too, because I think that that's kind of where one of my companies is at right now. Revere is kind of on the line of, like, needing funding yeah. to – perpetuate to essentially pay employees to right. research and get further down the road. So 
we'll do a, we'll do a, we'll do a whole show yeah. about that one. I think. No, that that's good, and I I think that's also understanding. Like, and you know, this is going to come up in like two more points here, but uh, yeah, you you need to get to a critical mass before it makes sense, because you know, as like a one man show, right? Like, there will come a point where you need money to to scale right economies of scale uh but again that's kind of a story for for down the road i think we're kind of approaching this from like a starting point i guess right so definitely um i'll move on to the next one i guess point number seven is business is life and life is business so both thomas and i are not very much into the whole like life work work life balance i guess we're very much more into the fact that if you're a business owner, you're essentially always on 24 seven. You personally are a brand and you put that out to the world every single day. So that means that you're responsible for keeping that brand in tip top shape. And that means that you always have to be on. Um, that means your reputation, everything, your appearance, blah, 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 blah. Those all have to be taken care of because you are what you put out to the world. Everybody doesn't want to be a salesperson, but they just don't realize that you sell yourself every single day to the people around you, to potentially your bosses, to your employees. You're always selling. And there's a, I think it's a Jay-Z quote. It's, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> you're essentially you are the business you put yourself out to the world every single day and i mean that needs to reflect upon everything that you do that's what i would say about that one yeah absolutely and i think uh one specific topic is uh personal brand which i, I think is going to continue to be huge uh in the coming years, right? Uh, for all businesses, you know, for real estate, this is something I've been working on and, you know, with, you know, the agents at our office and for myself as well. Um, but, you know, this applies to everyone, even if you have a more corporate job, like developing your personal brand, which is more or less your online presence in many ways, mm -hmm. uh, is going to be really important, I think, because when you're going to apply it for a new job, like resumes are probably dead, like your, your one page, Times New Roman Microsoft Word 12 point font resume is useless, right? People are going to look at your Instagram and LinkedIn and whatever and what you're mm -hmm. putting out there and what you've done. Mm -hmm. um, and again, work life balance. I would say, you know, I mean, A, our businesses we are in and have been in are not conducive to working nine to five, right? Like for real estate specifically, you're going to be having. Um, <laughs> you know, clients at all hours of the day, lots of evenings mm -hmm. and weekends. Uh, for us anyways, I think we kind of like to work into the evening sometimes, right? Like it's kind of unused time, but uh, you know, there, again, it's, you're not done. I don't think you ever should be done to me. It seems silly to once you shut off and totally turn your brain off when you get off work at five o'clock, like that's, not smart, you know, how can you go back and improve the next day, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. I get it if you're like a tradesperson, you're like a welder, like, okay, you can't go home and weld more, like that's not really possible. But, right. uh, you know, understanding that 
there isn't a division, there truly isn't, and there really shouldn't be, right? And uh, that that's kind of a big uh, picture thing, I, I guess, for and just kind of how you, you know, ha handle yourself every day, and it, it it all boils down to your mindset, really, because you know, it, it, I'm trying to articulate this, but you know. <laughs> This comes back to what the point of our podcast and our show and what we want to do here is, is it's all about life, business, mindset, entrepreneurship, health, work, sales, even like it's all, it's all one cohesive thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, under kind of getting that general concept in and how you carry it. Right. So, and again, that doesn't mean you need to work for 24 seven, like it could be you know, when you're going home, you're, you're going to the gym, you're reading a book, you're doing whatever to better improve yourself, your personal brand for again, the next day, right? When you truly enjoy what you're doing, it's, it's not really work. And I mean, you always want to be doing it. So that's kind of a huge thing too, is, is finding what it is that you you enjoy. And once you do, you're not going to want to take a day off or whatever, you're going to want to continually work on it. And that's very important too. So uh, moving on to uh, point number eight here is uh, ideas mean nothing in themselves, right? A, mil a million dollar idea is worth zero dollars unless it's acted upon. Uh, again, we kind of glorify pitching ideas, raising funds, getting seed capital, uh, but not necessarily grinding it out, making it, things happen, rolling up your sleeves, getting in the dirt, you know, uh, kind of channeling that literal. Yeah, as we have done. Uh, now, this can be a strength too, because, you know, a lot of people, A, won't steal your idea. A lot of people will be like, oh, I have this great idea for a business, but I'm I'm not telling you. Like, tell people all day, man. Like, the most won't do anything about it. Maybe they'll think it's a good idea and think about doing something, but they probably won't. And, you know, if you mention a business idea or whatever to someone in passing conversation and they go out and do it, that's probably someone worth knowing, right? Oh, <laughs> but you know, it, I would say we're more about action, right? And you know, this is, a, I would say, this is a very good lesson I have learned. It's just that the idea in itself is nothing, right? So you know, having a great idea for solving all the world's problems it, isn't that awesome. And I would also say, uh, ideas for what you want to do don't have to be that. Uh, grandiose and the next uber the next elon musk the whatever mm -hmm. like if you have an idea for just a more efficient way to do you know snow removal <laughs> which is obviously a topic because we're canadians right but uh you know lawn maintenance whatever maybe it's not pretty but if you can do it like someone a someone's got to do it and there's probably some holes in that industry right now uh to this point as well uh for you know if if we end up having you know people who listen to our show who might still be in school or whatever like the thing i couldn't stand is freaking case competitions right back <laughs> in the day if you remember those because that's all about ideas that's all about playing pretend and that simply is not us right mm -hmm. we're about execution action so uh you know if you're a student, I would 100% avoid those. And, you know, in the summer, go start <laughs> an irrigation company or something, right? Uh, a how-to episode is coming <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, and I would even say that 
ties back to the glorifying pitching ideas, this Silicon Valley kind of, I would call it wannabe sort of syndrome, syndrome, right? So it, you know, it's cool to pretend to be a consultant or whatever in business school and come up with a great idea, but it's a massive amount of time you have to commit to those freaking things, especially if you go far with it. And I would say, what do you really come out with it? Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe to like, if you're going a very corporate nine to five route, maybe they'll be impressed by that, but <laughs> not these two guys. <laughs> so no. And I mean, execution is everything. Like there are no original ideas. Somebody else has thought of that business that you thought of and didn't execute on it. So the difference is, is actually <coughs> road and getting things out there, pushing products, pushing uh, services, whatever it is. I've, I've talked about it previously and I like follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I've been dropping stuff like this, but it's essentially ideas. <laughs> Just knowledge ideas, bombs, eh? ideas don't matter. It's all about pushing products and it ties back into our failing uh, item here on the list too, is that you have to push things out to fail and know if they actually work and get feedback on them. Nothing's ever perfect. So don't ever wait six years to push something out that could be pushed out in less than six months type of thing. So that's what I would have to say about that one. There's also, um, it ties back into um, James Altucher's book, but he talks about how you just have to execute and there's going to be people that like you. There's going to be people that don't like you and don't be afraid of the people that don't like you work for the people that like you and execute for them. Cause they're the people that are going to give you feedback and the people that are haters are going to hate on what you're doing, but listen to the people that are giving you the feedback. And that only comes once you execute. That's what I would have to say about that. No, I think that's really good. So uh, I think we're going to move on here. I'm going to preface this with uh, the next couple ideas. We're going more, uh, <laughs> <laughs> deep. A, little, a little deeper here getting deep but uh That's you know this is kind of more i would say life uh kind of realizations and you know maybe we're not that old we're not experts we're not finished but this is kind of things we've come to realize i think we're more philosophical individuals perhaps than the next guy over right and mm. you know and because of the routes we've gone in our business in our lives that it causes a lot more introspection. So uh, yeah, I think we have some good stuff here, but uh, I believe we're semi-qualified to talk about the, <laughs> this sort of thing. So uh, yeah. there might be some interesting tidbits in here for you. All right. I'll start it with, you're going to die. And <laughs> you, <laughs> right are, you are, yeah, you are going to die. Um, circumstances that I've experienced in my life, I, uh, at the age of 20, I kind of figured that one out. You think you're infallible until you realize that you're not. And um, it's a very big realization. So um, it's definitely morbid, but it's also a truth that comes for everybody. It's a human, it's the human experience, essentially. There is an end, but there's no end until you get to that end. So when you really focus on that sort of thing, a lot of fears start to go out the window and you start caring a lot less about things that you thought that you should care about because you realize that they don't really matter. So it puts everything into perspective. Steve Jobs did a tremendous speech on this um, when he was suffering from cancer and essentially 
he would look at himself in the mirror every single day and ask himself if if you were going to die tomorrow is what you're going to be doing today what you wanted to do and when that answer is no you got to pause and reflect a lot of people don't realize this until it's really too late but when you really focus on this fact it shifts everything we have right here knowing everything is pointless because the most empowering thing is essentially the knowledge that we're just laying on you in this point it could be the most empowering thing or the most depressing thing and the choice is yours how you want to take that yeah no i i think that really sums it up right and you know it, it, either like you said i think a lot of people don't realize it maybe there's a lack of and therein you don't have the urgency or you kind of get back to the whole comfort complacency thing but uh you know it's also if you even if you start to read about like space and whatever like mm -hmm. you start to feel very small very pointless and even you know looking at like someone like steve jobs who had such a profound impact on the entire world yeah you know it's like what will i ever do that well maybe not but that's okay too and you know that's actually uh just to give credit where credit is due i believe that is a quote from rick from rick and morty is knowing <laughs> that knowing the universe is pointless and has no purpose it's you know it can be a superpower or it can be very depressing right the the choice of how you handle that uh is yours yeah I'll, I'll leave you with one thought to meditate on there's only a journey there's no end so stop trying to focus on the finish line focus on the journey and enjoy that journey Whew. Whew. that's good that and that leads nicely into point number 10 is all we have is memories so you know i'm gonna really go against the grain here and uh blow your mind in that uh, Josh and I are probably the first quote unquote entrepreneur show, right? Or at least semi-entrepreneurship related uh, that is giving you permission to drink alcohol, go out <laughs> once in a while, uh, have a little bit of fun, right? So, yeah. you know, health is important. Hustling is important. Uh, sacrificing weekends, working weekends, working Sundays. We're recording this on a Sunday um, is all important, but don't be a dweeb, right? Like <laughs> at the end of your life, you're, you're really only going to have uh, memories that that's true. And this ties into the other points. So uh, now with that, like all things moderation, but know the effects on your, on your body. Uh, when you go out, when you stay up late, either for positive or negative reasons or whatever, you are borrowing time from your future self and you do have to pay that back eventually. And that's, and in the most literal sense, that's, you know, when you waste away a day laying in bed because you're too hungover to function, right? Mm, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, in this corner of the internet and business and whatever. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah, it's, hustle. it's hustle. Wake up at 4 a.m. Don't hang you out know, with your friends. Work 18 hours a day. Don't have friends. Delete all your friends' contacts. Yeah, don't <laughs> talk to anyone. Yeah. I don't think that's a good way to live. You know, maybe if that's the brand you're going to try to sell, maybe go that route, be the one in a million who does that. But uh, for most people, that's not practical. And that just sounds freaking terrible and not healthy. Right. So what is uh, all of this for, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to have a little fun with it. You need to maybe take a trip once in a while. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, so for, for all the seriousness and work, work ethic and stuff, we, we try to pe preach and, 
learn ourselves and improve ourselves, you need to have a little, little fun with it too. And, you know, we kind of want to be a more refreshing message from maybe what you've been hearing out there from, uh, well, some similar style of shows, I guess. Right. We, we won't drop any names, but, um, I mean, fun is the name of the game and business can be fun. If you're solving problems, you're helping people. That's a lot of fun. Like if you actually frame struggling as fun, you can have a lot of fun with that too. But I mean, come on, everybody has friends. Everybody wants to go on dates, like life, like there is life too. Don't, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. But at the same time, you are always a brand. So in every activity that you do, you be that brand. And that's, that would be my suggestion for that. But again, always you, you gotta have fun man like you can't just work in your basement 18 hours a day yeah 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 but uh and you know but you do need to sacrifice too to you know to get where you want to be and if you want to have a better life than you know most people or if you just do whatever right so mm -hmm. it's kind of contradictory to the first point it is but, and we're, we're we have a very good point on that uh coming up in part two yep. but uh, and you know you'll 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 see that later <laughs> in addition to that point previously number 11 i have here is time is all you have so patience is key and failing quickly is also key we're just a walking contradiction this episode i love it <laughs> well that, that's you know again uh subscribe for part two <laughs> but it's, uh, it's an oxymoron like it, it, it really is but knowing like you, you got to know when to quit but you also have to like press on and it's kind of like an art form it's, it's not a science i don't think that you can ever pinpoint that gene in somebody to, to know when to press on and when to like fold and it's kind of like it's kind of like a poker game it's kind of it's very interesting when you think of it it's a real life poker game True. and don't lend time to time suck. So not everything is perfect. Not every customer, not, a, not every sale. Um, and not every venture is going to be easy and frictionless and no one to say, even, say enough. So I'm just going to backtrack just a little bit here, but don't lend time to time sucks. That means that if there's a, cl a client that you have that is just not doing it for you, they're negative. They're not helping you move forward in your business. They're not giving you critiques. They're just hating on your product or whatever it is. Cut them loose. If there's a friend that you have that doesn't really help you out in day-to-day -day life, if they're not making your life better and they're actually pot potentially sabotaging your success, cut them out. There's, there's time sucks in life. And knowing what those are, you have to know when to essentially fold, get out of those situations and be very, very, very um, selfish with your time because it's really all that you have. Money can be made, money can be lost. You can't make more time. So we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in episode two too, but that's I want to touch on that right now. No, I, I think that's really good. And, you know, it, it's something where, and hey, when you're first starting out with what, whatever it is you're doing, maybe you'll have to, you know, eat shit a little bit. And that that's fine, too. And we're not saying don't do that. Like, don't be too high and mighty to do the work. But you do need to know when to say, 
enough when to say no thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Josh and I, in the back of our minds, this all ties back to real estate clients, where sometimes there's people you you just can't help, or or it's simply not worth it or not a good fit. And you know, you, you can't waste time on that. Uh, in fact, you know, if if you have a very difficult like seller or something, you know, for me now in my business, like you kind of just let them go, and now you should be thankful because now you have more time to spend time with a what you want to do but great clients better activities better you know success making uh activities yeah most definitely so point number 12 uh they hate us because they ain't us right so uh (laughs) i want to put a insert that clip from uh that uh what's that it's like the seth rogan movie where they interview kim jong-il anyways (laughs) uh, you know they Basically, what it means is you are going to get some level of hate from people, as cheesy it is to say, but stepping outside the boundaries of the societal norms, uh, especially if you go more kind of like outside the nine to five route in your business or do something like this that involves putting yourself out there, starting a podcast, uh, even putting like a picture of yourself on social media, it will draw negativity. Um, Now, and, you know, specific to entrepreneurship and kind of this mindset self-improvement road is once you get outside of what everyone thinks is safe and normal, uh, you will be met with ridicule just because it forces people to question what they do. And naturally, they're not wrong. You're the wrong one, right? So mm-hmm. uh, deep down, often they actually admire what you're doing. But, you know, going against the grain, like you will you're doing just that you're going against the grain you'll be met with some resistance and just know that and accepting that and really just tuning it out because you know it it'll be five percent of people will hate you and the other 95 percent will either like you love you or just don't care right yeah. so it, it, it's yeah. important to get outside of your own mind now with that point for what it's worth it you will very seldom if not never find someone doing better than you talking negatively about you right Mm -hmm. for my own experience you know i've caught wind of people i know never really no like good friends but people i know acquaintances someone i would even describe as a friend or maybe grew up with kind of catch wind of them saying something negative about me and my business uh specifically but i've never ever ever seen you know a top one percent realtor spending their time bashing on someone else right like it's not worth their time exactly right so i think that's it and you know this is kind of a fun title like they hate us because they hate us but (laughs) i I would just say don't don't worry about it uh you know the the haters are gonna do their thing uh they will be drawn to you it's inevitable and you need to accept that and not everyone's gonna like you i guess as part of this too yeah and i mean you have to almost look at it as them personally kind of showing their own insecurities too. Like if somebody's talking bad about you, it's probably because they personally aren't secure in where they are in their lives or whatever it may be. There's, I mean, there's a crabs in the bucket mentality, right? Like one crab tries to get out and do something else and everybody else tries to pull them back in. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to be around those people. And if those people are like, good friends of yours like you have to seriously reflect on yourself and say do i want to be spending time with these people or do i want to be spending time with people that are positive and wanting me to succeed and 
trying to help me succeed actively too. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's definitely a thing that when you go out of the normal, um, whatever's normal in society, whatever society that is in the world or where, whatever, you're obviously going to be met with resistance because people don't like different or change. And you just kind of have to tune it out, not really give a fuck and just keep moving on. Right. So that's pretty much what I would say for that one. And, uh, do you have anything else to add to that one? No, that's good. I, I think that's, uh, and you know, this is one for me tying back to, uh, kind of our personal journeys. This is something I've been working on and pushing myself to be out there more. Right. And mm-hmm. just for, it's kind of developing yourself in a lot of ways, uh, but also developing your business, your personal brand, this all ties together. Right. So this is something we kind of want to document and hopefully you can see us walk the walk as we continue to do this show. And, uh, promoted and put ourselves and our ideas out there and hopefully that can you can learn from that or inspire you dare i say right and maybe we'll get hate for it too but i mean absolutely i'm looking forward to that (laughs) number 13 we're gonna end the show with this one i think because this is gonna be a long ass show if we don't (laughs) (laughs) and and maybe it's a good point to end on too secondary point but uh, I, i think so but uh Number 13 is you can attain the top 10% in almost anything. So maybe you're not going to be the top 1% in anything or in everything. I'm not going to say anything because I think everybody's good at one thing or another. But find out what you're interested in and hammer it as long as it takes to get to the top 10%. That could be years. That could be sometimes months. If you're really looking at something and going all in on it, you may be very surprised how quickly you learn about things and rise in the ranks to get to the top 10%. That being said, combine the interest that you do have and see where you can take it in the world. I mean, build your skills, improve, and you never know where you're going to go with it. You may not be the best computer programmer in the world. You may not be the best uh, builder in the world or whatever. But if you combine interests and build things that kind of work on both of your skills or bring in a third skill or a fourth skill, who knows, could, could take up to 10 skills, who, who cares? You're going to be the top 1% in whatever that combined Frankenstein businesses is that you create. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, and I mean, just hammer things and you'll be very surprised how quickly you can learn and get to a point of uh, proficiency in pretty much anything you pursue. Yeah, I would, I would say this is the underlying key here is even the the growth mindset, which is you know a topic for another day. But understanding you you can improve, and again, you know, you probably aren't the next Connor McDavid or Elon Musk or uh, the Google guys. I can't remember their names or Larry whoever. Pete. Yeah, Pete. exactly. Yeah. They're or Mark. <laughs> you know, Mark Zuckerberg or uh, <clears throat> whoever, whether it's, you know, the, the top. You're probably not a savant. <laughs> yeah, you might not be. And understanding those are outliers, that that's fine. But yeah. getting to the top percent of any one skill, task, whatever, is actually quite attainable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put in the work, if you, if you learn, you develop. And like Josh said, sometimes it'll take years. Sometimes it'll be less than that. Um, but understanding you can get to a level of 
proficiency and drastically improve your life. Now, there's a few topics that kind of overlap here in terms of what's called the talent stack. And this is something else to work on, but you probably should be good at a few things and what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And I think part of this too is, and you know, I think for us, we're kind of design, uh, undecided on, are we the type who says leverage your strengths or double down on your weaknesses, right? Mm, because yeah. weaknesses can be improved or should you be taking, you know, the three to five things you're very exceptional at and maxing those out and then hiring out the, uh, you know, the stuff you might suck at. And I would personally lean towards the second of those yeah, two. I would as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately it's, it's fine what you're good at. Top 10% is very attainable. If not top 20% should probably be easy, right? Mm -hmm. For some task. Oh. And even if it's, a, you know, <laughs> if it's a secondary or tertiary thing, like let's say you're really good at sales marketing, whatever. And then, you know, you want to learn a little bit of computer code. You could probably get to at least a proficient level where you know what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. In web design and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, again, maybe you won't be the greatest who ever lived, but you can get to a very, very high level better than most. And when you combine that with your other skills, it's, you know, that's kind of the winning uh, recipe, I would say. And when you have the mentality that you can learn anything, eh, the doors open for you, man. Like your life changes when you realize that, hey, I can learn this. If I put the time into it, I can learn it and I can get good at it. You'll, you'll see what happens. So I think that's a good, good point to end the, uh, end the show off on. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that's uh, good for now, and we'll uh, we'll dive into the rest of these later. And you know, I I think uh, why we wanted to start our show with these points is because a lot of them, and as you can see by how much we ramble on here, that uh, a lot of these are individually very good points that we could break down. And you know, this is all stuff Josh and I have a been working on ourselves over these past years, uh, but have often discussed and worked on together. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's something we collectively could uh, work and dive into together and learn a lot more about and improve on. Yeah, most definitely. And we'll probably have people on the show too that can talk about these things. Like they're all like, these are evergreen topics. Like, I mean, these mm -hmm. are, these are forever things. So um, I guess on that note, let's end this. We'll move on to part number two next. We'll do it next week, I think. And then mm -hmm. we'll, we'll kind of talk more about the yeah. other 13 points that we've got in yeah. 20 yeah. cool lucky, lucky 13 hey yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah no thanks for uh you know another slightly less choppy podcast we're <laughs> getting a little <laughs> better at this yeah, be smooth, smooth sailing eventually hey maybe we'll be in the top 10 percent yeah. who knows yeah who knows maybe <laughs> years maybe months <laughs> <laughs> give us a couple of years that's for sure <laughs> all right on that one on that note uh i'm, I'm out of here Take care, guys. And you can say your uh, your end speech there. No, that's about it. Cheers. We'll we'll see you on the next one. Sounds good. Take care. <laughs>